0: We did a good job battling back and scoring some runs, and having some innings where we, you know something good was you know one hitter away from happening, just just couldn't finish it.
1: Brewers 360 with the Journal Sentinel's Brewers beat writer Tom Hovercourt on WTMJ. And uh, as Craig Council just said there, Tom, that seems to be the norm for this ball club. I mean, after a couple of wins over Arizona Friday night and Saturday where they were hitting timely fashion, they had solid pitching and so forth, back to the reversion to the norm or what has been the norm too often this season. Some sloppy defense, no clutch hitting starting pitcher, getting the team in an early hole, even some questionable decisions on the base pads. It just wasn't good baseball yesterday.
0: And then there were the uniforms that they wore all weekend, too. <laughs> yeah, weren't those heinous? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I don't know about how well the players played them, but they sold several progressive insurance policies over the weekend. <laughs>
1: nice well put it was flowing right field <laughs> it might as well have been he couldn't tell but uh, seriously and, and some of the defense too i mean casting her is certainly not here for his glove he made a couple of plays yesterday that right. didn't help in the field uh but he makes right. it up at the dish but again you know give and take yin and yang this team has got to play better baseball
0: yeah they've just uh you hit the nail right on the head when you talk about being out of sync just too many times this year, they they have not been able to get starting pitching, relief pitching, offense, and defense all in the same game. Those are the four elements that make up good teams. You you know you're usually playing well at least in three of those four if you're a good team. So you know, but but it's go time now, guys. I mean, uh, it's it, they really we're gonna know whether this team has any shot at the playoffs or not in 12 days. In my opinion, when you got 3 at home against St. Louis, then you go to Chicago for 3, then you go home, you come back home for 2 against maybe the best team in the in American League, Houston, and then 4 against the Cubs. So, um, you know, the St. Louis is uh leading the division and the Cubs are in the second wild card spot. So, the Brewers have tremendous incentive to beat both teams because you can make up ground both in the division and in the wild card the next uh 12 games. So, here we go. They, you know, they have kept themselves within striking distance, but now they have to do better. They need a hot streak right now. We haven't. When's the last time we saw a hot streak with this team? You know, they they need to put one together right now.
1: It's been a while, Tom. What uh, what went into the decision to DFA
0: Yolishicy? I think uh, two two things in combination with each other. One, he's not healthy and ready to pitch, and they were going to run out of time to get him ready to make contributions. And then just the fact that he had struggled so badly all year, you know, he has not been productive and and he'll be the first to tell you that. And, you know, that there were many, there have been many puzzles on this year's team as far as major regressions like Travis Shaw, Jesus Aguilar, but, but Chessie right up there um, with, with all of that. He, uh, he was their best starting pitcher last year. And you can make a case for him being the worst starting pitcher this year. and, it's hard to say why that happened. Uh, it's usually a multitude of things. We're just calling it the curse of the Brewers' opening
1: day start. It truly is. It's amazing how many guys have flopped after starting on opening days. Zach Davies, too, is yips are back again yesterday. He had such a great start. And now you just, I don't know, something, something's missing. Is it just another location issue like Josh Hader?
0: Yeah, he just hasn't been the same since he hurt his back, you know. So, whether he's struggling to regather his mechanics or what, but, you know, he he has not been the same since then. So, yeah, it's been, it's, they had to piece this rotation together all season long. It continues to be an issue. And so, uh, you know, so now we're just going to see if they're even capable, you know, of pulling themselves together and going on a hot streak against the best teams in in the major leagues. And so, you know, you want to play meaningful games in September. September's right around the corner. They've got some meaningful games coming up. So at, le- at least they, ought, they do have a chance. But they've got to, they've got to go now. This, this staying within striking distance and stuff uh, starts to get old as, you, as the games dwindle. you got to do better than stay within striking distance.
1: Tom, I just read this morning that Christian Yelich will be featured in ESPN's The Body Issue. Uh, a, your thoughts, and B, what do you ask him about that?
0: What they passed on me again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, he's pretty high profile. He he's got an unusual body for you know a baseball player. He's a really long leg, tall, thin guy. So um, yeah, I, I think he's gained a lot of attention uh, just in the world of sport with the way he's played the last few years, and that's what opens up opportunities like that. So I think Prince Fielder was on there a few years ago, so we're definitely going to the other end of that spectrum.
1: They can put the photos up next to each other at Miller Park. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you, too, about the no-hitter on uh, Friday night. Uh, Craig Council pulling Jordan Lyles with a no-hitter going in the sixth inning. His pitch count getting up around uh, 100, but still, he was up 6 nothing. Don't you let the guy go back out there and lose it on his own?
0: Well, but then if he pitches uh, a, a hitless seventh, you know, <laughs> do you say that again in the eighth? You know, he, and also let's not forget that Jordan Law said after the game he told uh, Craig Council that he was tiring, you know, and his velocity, and we talked to Grandal, his velocity had gone down a, a click or two the last inning or so. So I think uh, the, the situation was right to pull him. You know, they still had interest in a combined no-hitter. Craig Council said if they could have made it to the ninth, they were definitely going to use Josh Hader to try to go for the combined no-hitter. You know, what makes it tough for Brewers fans is that they've only had one in their history. You know, so it's not like, oh, we can fall back on the ten no-hitters that, you know, have happened. They've just had the one since 1987. But his pitch count just wasn't going to allow it, and I wonder, guys, the way they run pitching staffs and pitchers now, just how many no hitters we're going to see going forward? Because right. how many, how many guys go nine innings now? We talk about no, uh, not having a no hitter. The Brewers have only had one complete game in the last four years. Yep. One. Yeah,
1: the the complete game no hitters probably go in the way of like the nickel baseball card pack and the Roman pro baseball cap. I mean, it's just not
0: going to happen anymore. One dollar it, pitch. Yeah, yeah, we're just not seeing it. I mean, you got to get nine innings first before you can get the no-hitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep, cart before the horse. Tom Hoddercourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Brewers Beat Writer joins us every Monday on Brewers 360. Thank you so much, sir.
0: All right, you guys have a good week.